Hello, and welcome to the Credit Union Overtime Podcast, produced and presented by the Credit Union Webinar Network, powered by FinEd. Today, we have Phil Buffington from Adams & Reese LLP with us to discuss his webinar on developments in mergers and acquisitions. Phil Buffington is a partner with Adams & Reese LLP. For over 30 years, he has served as a trusted advisor to community, regional, and national financial institutions on a wide range of topics, including regulatory issues, mergers and acquisitions, lending, bankruptcy, litigation, arbitration, and more. Now he focuses on counseling and transactions, including regulatory issues, M&As, securities, and commercial lending. In addition, he brings the experience of a seasoned litigator. So with that, Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rachel. It's great to be here with you this morning. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful day outside. I can kind of see out your window there. I, I For all you uh, podcast listeners, uh, Phil was gracious enough to uh, let me see him today on his on his webcam today. So I'm getting a little treat that you guys well, can't see. I appreciate that. And it is a nice day here today. I hope it is where you are. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. We had a kind of a really nice last week here and then a winter storm blew in and now it is snowing and it's a little bit of whiteout conditions. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a, getting a little, a uh, little surprise here in the middle of the week, but I don't mind it. Well, I fun. hope it's not too bad. No, no, not at all. It's, it's fun. I like the cold, a little bit of snow. It doesn't do anybody any harm, but, uh, but anyways, we can jump right into it, Phil. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions regarding your webinar on mergers and acquisitions. Um, so my first question is, is, can you tell us who this webinar was made for and why should they take this session? Well, I, I think the webinar is probably best for those people involved in the merger or acquisition transaction. Uh, generally speaking, what I would say is it would be members of the boards of directors. It could be executive officers like the CEO or the president or anybody that is really in-house that will deal with a transaction that their institution will be going through. Uh, Those would probably be the best people that would get the most benefit out of it. Um, You know, we cover some of the director's duties and responsibilities through the acquisition process, and then hit some of the high-level things dealing with regulations uh, and, and the duties and responsibilities through the application process, and then other things that you really deal with in the smaller group. So I I would say it would be the close-knit group that would be the mergers and acquisitions committee, the board of directors, or like I said, the senior executive officers. Awesome. Um, Well, thank you for that. And can you tell us why um, it's um, important for institutions to focus on this topic right now specifically? Why is this timely? Why should they be paying attention to it right now? Well, there are a number of reasons. Uh, I would say one of the primary reasons would be is that 2019, we had an uptick in, in M&A activity for, uh, in the industry. <clears throat> in 2020, with the pandemic, uh, it, it really slowed a good bit uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, some of that, I believe, was due to the fact that regulators were working remotely. Uh, I also think it uh, was impacted by slowdown in the economy. I hate to use the term recession, but quite frankly, uh, the the recession that we might have been in and what kind of impact it would have on the financial affairs of of the institutions, both from a credit standpoint and just overall operational standpoint. So uh, M&A work in 2020 was down probably about anywhere from 50 to 60 percent. And so there was that really downward trend. And, and I think everybody is looking for there to be an uptick 
in the uh, M&A activity in 2021. It really hasn't started as quickly as everybody might have thought. I think some of that may be due to the fact that we're still trying to figure out exactly where everybody will be from the standpoint of their financials and, and credit portfolio um, and, and the operational expense uh, incurred and what kind of economies of scale they would get in this marketplace. But I do expect to see that the trend will continue up this year and we'll see more activity uh, in M&A work this year. Excellent. Um, so that's very timely. Pay attention, guys. It's coming up. Um, you're going to have to need to know this stuff. Um, and uh, Phil, do you see any common mistakes um, that you see institutions making when it comes to consolidation or other aspects of mergers and acquisitions or maybe some bad habits you want people to watch out for, just want to let people know about? Well, the, the thing I have really started uh, stressing to anybody I talk to is uh, is economies of scale and compatibility. Um, <clears throat> time and time again, you can see where institutions may merge and ultimately determine that everything wasn't as compatible as they expected it to be. They may lose key personnel. They may lose uh, large customers. Uh, they may not get the economies of scale they thought they would get because they can't consolidate operations as well and as quickly as they had anticipated. So really what I preach is, is, is planning and make sure you look at those issues. Make sure you're looking at the financial information. Make sure you're looking at where you think you can get those economies of scale. Make sure you're looking at the compatibility of the institutions and you're looking at the, the human resources and employee issues to make sure you're going to be able to maintain and retain the employees you need from the franchise you're purchasing to make sure you keep the assets that you really believe you are purchasing when you go through a transaction. And, and those are the biggest things I think that have to be in the marketplace. And this is, a, this is especially true when you start talking about mergers of equals, and that's two institutions of similar sizes because the dynamics there could be even more um, accentuated in trying to make sure that everything is compatible and the institutions are going to be able to, to really assimilate everything and get the economies of scale without losing the real human resources and assets and customers that they want to make sure they can keep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Phil. Um, and to end the day, I just want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So I was wondering if you could share with us what your favorite part of your job is. Well, you know, one of my favorite parts of my job is uh, speaking engagements. I always enjoy uh, interacting with um, my clients or interacting with the industry. Uh, I actually am fairly active in, <clears throat> I, I won't say lobbying, but I, I, I am fairly active in government affairs uh, for the industry and in trying to uh, promote the industry with legislators uh, and hopefully impact positively legislation that'll have a positive impact on the industry. So I am involved in that. I enjoy that part of it. I always enjoy the, per the, the personal interaction with, with people because the industry has such wonderful people in it. And when I say that, they're bright, intelligent, articulate, they're community oriented and people oriented and, and really have good hearts and want to do what's best for the overall community and their organization. And, and I get a lot of, of 
I, I really derive a lot of pleasure out of dealing with people that have those kind of attributes. I absolutely agree 100%. It's, it's really nice to be in an industry to work with people like that. Now, um, I, I want to give you one more plug. I will tell you one of my uh, favorite things is, too, I really enjoy dealing with you and everybody at, at, at the network. Y'all do a wonderful job. Y'all's, y'all do a, have a wonderful service to, to everybody that signs up for these webinars. Uh, y'all are very thoughtful in the topics that you cover and, and make sure that the presentations meet the quality standards that you want. So y'all do an excellent job, and I really appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, Phil. And we appreciate you. You, you know, we couldn't do it without our our experts. You know, you guys bring the bring the information. You bring the topics. So, thank you so much for all that you do there, and, and everybody there at Adams and Reese. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And and that kind of leads me kind of to my final, really end of the day question. Here is is can you give us kind of a brief overview of what Adams and Reese has to offer? Well, <clears throat> we are a regional law firm that is based in the southeastern United States. We are in eight states in the District of Columbia, but our financial institution practice really goes throughout the country. Uh, we, we, have expert, we, we have lawyers in very different levels of expertise for financial institutions, from lending to operations to regulatory to M&A to capital raises, and, and we feel like what we do is We've got a lot of lawyers that have been in-house in the past that now work for us, uh, and we've got really experienced lawyers uh, that have helped different sizes of financial institutions uh, in the marketplace over several years. So we, we have great expertise. We've got great knowledge of the industry. We try to track it and keep up with what's going on in the industry, not only from a legal standpoint, but an operational standpoint, because the two really do go hand in hand together. And so what we really try to do is, is tailor our services to meet a particular client's needs of what's going on in their marketplace, what's going on with their institution, and then what's going on in the industry at that time. Awesome. And we, and we really do value uh, our clients and, and look at it more as a partnership than we do as an attorney-client relationship. Uh, we feel like if we're partners with our clients, that uh, both of us will be getting more benefit out of the representation and the relationship. And, and that's what we strive to achieve. Absolutely. It's a fantastic business model. Well, thank you so much, Phil, for sharing that with us and for taking the time to chat with me today. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And to all our listeners out there, you can access and purchase Phil's webinar developments and mergers and acquisitions at our website using the link in our show notes. You can also visit us at cuwebtraining.com. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook on the Credit Union Webinar Network pages. Before I sign off, I'd like to thank all of our state association partners, our topic experts, and you, the listeners. Thank you for all you do to support your members. Thank you for listening in. 